We're going to Leviticus chapter 6. Because of the burning upon the altar, all night into the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. Verse 12 says, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, and it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. And verse 13, The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar, and it shall never go out. I'll preach a few minutes on the title, Don't Let the Fire Go Out. Let's pray one more time. Jesus, God, I thank you for your word. God, I pray, help us, God, to hear it this evening. In Jesus' name, God, I pray you would speak to our hearts. God, let your will be done, I pray. In Jesus' name, God, God, we give it over to you, God. I pray, let your will be done, God. Speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. And you can be seated as you'd like. There's a couple. Don't let the fire go out. In this, uh, this passage of Scripture, God is giving Moses uh, and the children of Israel, He's giving them the law, and he, he starts to tell them about sacrifices and the different sorts of sacrifices and offerings that are to be, um, be given. There's, a, there's five different kinds. There's a burnt offering, a grain offering, a, a peace offering, sin offering and a guilt offering, and every one of them have a, a different reason why you would bring that offering, and every one of them have a different way to do it. And this part, Leviticus chapter 6, he's teaching, uh, or talking about burnt offerings. And burnt offerings, I know this is going to sound crazy, but burnt offerings were offerings given to God, laid on the altar, and burnt until there was nothing left. Like that first time you tried to make a roast. Hopefully not like your turkey this weekend. We were cooking ours and the oven decided they wanted to shut off, so that was fun. But we got it. We got it taken care of. Don't worry about it. It didn't burn. It was not burnt. But burnt offerings, you would put it on the altar and leave it there until it was no longer... And it's called burnt because it was burnt until there was nothing left. Absolutely gone. They were pretty creative with their names. Um, I like it. That's what it is. So God tells Moses, and he tells the people of Israel, that this fire on this altar can never go out. The fire on the altar must burn forever, he says. It can never be extinguished. You need to keep it going when they would move from different locations because the, the tabernacle was mobile, they would take coals and they would they would use that to light the, the next fire in the next location to keep it going, never let it burn out. And later after the altar, um, after the, the temple was built and 
sorry, after the altar was built the first time, because he's telling them how to do it, after it's built, the first fire on this altar was started by, by God himself. He sent down fire from heaven to start this, this thing off. Leviticus 9 and 24 says, And there came a fire from out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat. And all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. So God started this fire that he says, I'm going to start this and you guys got to keep it going. I'm not going to start it every time you, you feel like you feel like you need to, you need to have it. I'm going to start it this one time and it's up to you to keep it, to keep it going. And like, like a, like a, a father that he is, he said, I'm not going to do everything for you. Maybe we'll show you once, show you how to get it started. Yes. But after that, it's your responsibility. God said, I'm going to get this fire started, and it's up to you to keep it going. It's your responsibility yes. now. Yes. And if you want to have the fire of God or the power of God or the presence of God working in your life, it is up to you. Whether you have that or not. It's not up to parents or friends or uh, the pastor or the church or anything. It's up to you. It's your decision to keep it going. If you want God to move, it's up to us. If we want God to minister in our church, it's up to us for that to happen. He started this thing a long time ago and it's up to us to keep it going. It's our responsibility to keep the fire going and we would sing songs i remember growing up um not as long ago as some of you but we would sing a song it was really popular in the 90s send it on down send it on down do you guys sing that here fire send the fire of the holy ghost down but he's already sent it down amen and it's up to us to keep that going yeah amen. And we would sing songs oh god send the fire send the fire send the fire and all this, but he's already sent it down, and it's up to us to keep this fire going. All right, we're all on the same page? Okay, this is a big question tonight. If a fire is going to be burning continually, what needs to happen? Somebody needs to be working at that continually. Somebody needs to be near that fire Continually to keep it going. In order to keep a fire going, fuel needs to be added continually. Wood and sacrifice. He says every morning he's got to put more wood on that altar. The sacrifice needs to be put on that altar. Maybe here and there, give it a little air. You know, don't want to choke it out or whatever. You know, take some of the, the ashes off or whatever. But it needs to be worked at continually. And God started this thing and he said, I want you to keep it going. I got you started. It's your job to keep on and the only way to have the fire of God, the only way to have the presence of God moving in our life or our church or our home is to continually work at it. It's not something that just happens because we want it to happen really bad. It's not something that just happens because it's okay, God sent the fire, then we just sit there and wait for it to happen. That's not it's something that we need to continually add and continually work and not take a day off, not take a service off, not take weeks off or, or months off and say, well, we had a, a move of God and, you know, it's good. You know, that'll hold us for the next little while. Or I don't feel like to feel like it today. Or, I can't even talk today or somebody else can do it today. It takes all of us working continually together, giving, praying, fasting, worshiping, Praising, studying, edifying, it's not a one-time 
thing. It's not we have a move of God and then we just coast for the next 14 years and hope for the best. You know, that's not how it works. You don't feel it, then you're good for the rest of your life. It's a continual thing. It's a continual process. And fire in the Old Testament is a reminder of God's power and His presence. Deuteronomy 4 and 24 says, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. He said He's a consuming fire. And some things are easier to burn than others. Right? I know this is all. You guys are impressed with my knowledge of fire. If you're going to start a fire, you don't just take your, your lighter and go working on a log right off. And you got to use those flyers that you don't look at. We only get them to start fires, right? And then you got to get some kindling going. And then, then you got to put a, maybe a smaller log on. You don't start with a big tree trunk you got. You know, you start small, and then, and then you add, and you add, and it's not, you don't just start right off, you know. Some things are easier to burn than others, and some of us, we don't want to be consumed by the presence of God. We, we try to be tough and fight it and make it harder for God to work and make it harder for God to move and make it harder for God to, for lack of better words, to burn in our lives. So we resist His presence. We resist His, His power. You say, you know, God, you can have this little bit, but not that. That he's not looking for that. He's looking for someone to be committed completely and to give everything, to give their all. If you want to be consumed with the Holy Ghost, we need to stop trying to be so tough and hard and let him work and stop fighting Jesus and what he's trying to do and stop resisting what he's trying to do and just let him work and let the fire of the Holy Ghost so we say, fire, fire, fire. What does this have to do with, with me? You know, this is Old Testament stuff. This is Leviticus stuff. What does it have to do with me? And, and the New Testament, and this guy, John the Baptist, shows up many years later. And he starts prophesying about somebody who's going to come with fire. Matthew 3 and 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Holy Ghost and with fire. He was talking about Jesus. He comes shortly after. He's like, there's the man I was, I was talking about. Again, fire represents the power and the presence of God. And John the Baptist says, there's somebody coming that's going to baptize you, that's going to immerse you, that's going to cover you with, with his power, with his presence, with the, the spirit of God. It's going to be incredible. And his name is Jesus. In Acts 2, verse 2 to 4, it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And if you've had that experience, you have the fire. And it's our job to keep that burning. Fire goes out when we stop adding to it. I know this is amazing stuff. But fire goes out when you stop, you know, when you wake up in the morning. 5.30 because it's cold now. Yeah. The night before it was roaring. Yeah. <laughs> it stopped because you didn't get up at 2 because nobody wants to get up at 2. 
put a log in the fire. But it stopped because the fuel is gone. There wasn't somebody working at it. There wasn't somebody adding to it. And a fire takes dedication and attention to keep it going. And fire burns and consumes just about everything. If something's been burned, it's not recognizable anymore. Houses that are burned down, you can't even tell what they used to look like. Maybe not even, can't even tell there was one there. I had a school that I went to and they were tearing it down and this guy I knew decided he was gonna light it on fire and that was a good time, but I wasn't there. <laughs> I was little. But I didn't think it would burn, it was all brick. What it burned? I don't know how he did it. We got it going. But anyways, fire will burn things. <laughs> To a place where it's not recognizable anymore, the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to burn and work in our lives. We're going to have to yield to it. We're going to have to give stuff up. We're going to have to let him burn and change things in our lives and make us a new creature like the Bible says. So after a while, we're not even recognizable anymore from what we used to be. If we let the fire of the Holy Ghost work in our lives, there should be something that happens that we don't look the same anymore. We don't talk the same. We don't act the same. We don't think the same. We don't walk the same. We've been changed completely by a fire. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. They used to sacrifice animals on the altar and the, the burnt offerings and let them physically burn. And now Paul says we're supposed to give ourselves. Before you used to lay a, you know, an animal on the altar, just let it burn until there was nothing left. But now we, we put ourselves on the altar and we let the Holy Ghost work in us until there's nothing left of me. It's all Him. And I've been changed completely. And we give of ourselves and we let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn in our lives. The word present, or he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. The word present means present once and for all. As if somebody was, was getting married and you presented you know, the bride or the groom. This was a lifelong commitment. Now I present to you, Mr. and Mrs. Shepherd. Okay, that's a name. We're presenting you. This is a thing that they've entered into. This is a commitment that they've entered into. And he says, you know, present your bodies a living sacrifice. This is a, this is a lifelong commitment. This is a thing that's going to go for the rest of their time. When you light something on fire, it's never the same again. Remember as a kid when I found a lighter and, you know, burn things for fun, right? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, maybe you still do. Things don't look the same. We had a bonfire a little while ago and we were burning things we shouldn't burn. Plastic. Makes a cool noise though. But those bottles didn't look the same after they touched the fire. When you light something on fire, it's never the same again. Even after the fire burns out, they're still marked. Once you've been touched by the presence of God, you are never the same 
Again, even if you walk away or you let the fire go out, you've still been marked by His presence. You've still been affected. You've still been touched by the presence of God. There's still an impact from coming in contact with His, his presence. And Paul gives two reasons to do this. He said, by the mercies of God or because of the mercies of God in different translations. Put it that way. Because of God's mercy. Because of what he's given to us, what he hasn't given to us that we deserve. Because of that, make yourself a sacrifice. So, and because it's your reasonable, reasonable service, which is also translated as your spiritual worship. Because it's, a, it's what can be expected of you because of what he's done for you. You should be willing to give yourselves in a lifelong commitment to him in spiritual worship. Don't let the fire Go out. It's up to us to keep the Holy Ghost active in our lives through prayer and worship, through praise, through through study, and be sensitive to His Spirit and let Him work. Fire needs three things. This is our mini science lesson that you all know. It needs heat, well, it's on a fire, it needs fuel, and it needs oxygen. If you take one of these things away, you will stop the fire. That's all you need to do to put in a fire. That's why you, you can smother it. No, it's got no more oxygen. You can take away the heat, throw water on it, cool it down, or you can just burn out. Three ways to stop a fire. Take one away, and the fire is out. Oxygen. <sighs> oxygen is the air, the, the spirit. You know, we need to keep our spiritual fire going, we have three things. Prayer, word, and, and worship. Right. If we're going to have the fire, we're going to have the spirit working in our lives, we need all three of these things working constantly. That's why every week we, we harp on it. <laughs> yes. It's important. If you take one of those away, your fire is going to go out. Fire, a couple more points. Oh, this is okay or not, but couple more points. Fire also cleans and purifies. If you're going to, um, if you get some gold, you would, you would burn it to get all the impurities out. You would melt it and, and find the other impurities and take them out. Um, and the heat of the Holy Ghost brings conviction. The more you walk with Him, the closer you get to Him. And the more you see where, where we don't measure up, the more we see where we need to, to change. Yes. And the closer we get to him, the more you know, he purifies our hearts. Proverbs 25 and 4 says, Take away the drops from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel to the finer. So if you put silver in the fire, that's how you, you take away the dross, and you make it more of a pure metal. Malachi 3 and 3, and he shall... Sit as a refiner and purifier of silver and shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. So through the refining process, through the fire, the metals were, were purified. And it says that through these types of situations, through the fire, through pressure, through all these things that happen in our lives, God brings forth righteousness and impurity in us. But we need to let the Holy Ghost work in our lives for that to happen. We need to let Him move. We need to let Him challenge us and change us. We need to get into His presence and let Him work. Let Him convict and change and listen to His Spirit. 
I haven't told a story about Benin yet today, so here's one. When we were there, um, the missionaries, the Bensons, they would sing this song after, um, after the preaching. We didn't have, there's only one church we went to, maybe two that had a piano, most of them just had drums. Um, they didn't play slow songs, because they didn't know slow songs. Just played some awesome beats and sang one song for half an hour. It was wonderful. But, so after, you know, you know we get people to come up and play the music and get it all mellow and ready to pray or whatever. But they didn't have that, they just said, you either come and pray, people would just come and pray. But at the end, they, they started singing this, this song. It says, Le feu, le feu, le feu, le feu du Saint-Esprit, embrasse-moi. And then they would sing, Le feu, le feu, I can't do it. I was going to do it, but I chickened out. Le feu du Saint-Esprit, remplis-moi. And which means the fire, the fire, the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost embrace me. The fire, the fire, the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost fill me. And they would sing that and these people weren't used to singing these types of songs but there was something about all these guys just on their knees praying and singing this song and God's presence would come in because they just wanted the fire of the Holy Ghost. They just wanted the Holy Ghost to just fill them and, and surround them and cover them and God would do incredible things. But we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. We need to keep it going. We need to keep it alive in our lives. We need to allow him to work if we're ever going to get to where we need to get to or where we need to be. One more thing is fire drives out darkness. Nothing will cure your blues like a move of the Holy Ghost. When the enemy attacks, you need the Holy Ghost. When it's dark and you don't know where to turn, you need the Holy Ghost. When you're down or you're worried, you need His Spirit. It drives out the darkness. If you want to make a difference, don't let the fire go out. Jesus started this a long time ago, and it's our job to keep it going. Yes. Like the priest in the Old Testament, it's our job to keep the fire going, keep adding fuel, keep praying, keep worshiping, keep studying, keep, keep being in this, keep letting him work. Just like you know, God sent down the fire to start the first one on the altar, the Holy Ghost has fallen, and it's still there for us to, to keep it going. And when the fire gets cold and it starts fading, be like Timothy when Paul told him, fan it into flame. Don't let it die. Don't let the truth or the things of God die in your lives. I stumbled across on YouTube some videos of the church I am from um, back, in the, back in the 90s. The 90s are my 50s sermon, okay? Back in the 90s. And we used to have this um, conference at our church called Prayer Summit. It was this huge thing. It started and just grew and grew until it was too big for our church. And we ended up having it in the, the, the arena in town. Um, it was this huge thing. And, and it, I kind of caught some videos of the choir um, singing. And I looked through, through the choir and the old 90s, grainy video quality, you know. And you recognize people. And as you look at it, you see a lot of people that are still there and doing things, and then you see a lot of people that have gone. 
You know, we can all look back over our lives and see and think of people that have walked away and people that are gone. And I've learned in my 24 years of having the Holy Ghost is that people come and people go. The ones who leave are the ones who let their fire go out. Not always, sometimes there's other circumstances, but in general, that's when we stop doing one of those three things, prayer, worship, and word. We let one of those things slide. The fire goes out. And all of us are still here because we kept stoking that fire. We kept poking that. kept adding to it. Kept going. Kept adding fuel to the fire. I just want to encourage you to keep doing that tonight. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep getting in his word. Keep going. Don't let the fire go out. Because it's not long after we stop one of those things. It's not long after that that the fire goes out and we end up walking away. We end up leaving because it's over. If my wife could come back, we could stand. I'm going to pray. Keep the fire going. God started it. And it's up to us to keep adding fuel to it. To keep doing these things. Not to let it go out. We're going to take some time this evening to pray. To get that fire burning again. Maybe it's, maybe it's starting to go out. Maybe... Maybe it's getting a little weak. Maybe the coals are are just barely still alive. I'm just going to pray tonight. And get that fire going. Fan that into flames. Let the Spirit move in our lives again. They say that a fire doubles every 30 seconds. It's pretty fast. Fire has all the things it needs, it will double in 30 seconds. It doesn't take long. And if we're going to impact our world, if we're going to impact our homes, we're going to impact our, our family and people around us, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't take long for it to catch on. We need His presence, we need His power in our lives. We're going to open the altar. We're going to find a place to pray. If you, one of those things, maybe that, maybe we've kind of let go. Maybe we're letting it slide a little bit. We just recommit to God, like, like Paul said, you know, present ourselves. I'm going to commit to this. This is a lifelong commitment I'm making. I'm going to continue doing this. I'm going to lay myself on this altar, and I'm going to stay there until there's nothing left of me, and it's only you, In Jesus' name. Let's all find a place and pray for a little bit. Jesus' name.